Dustin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yes. <laughs> it's so exciting to be back with you guys. It's season two. Season two. Yes. Season two. Part de. Yes. We're Dose. excited to be back. Yeah. You know, we took a, a brief hiatus. It was only a few weeks. Just a brief hiatus, yeah. you know. Um, but we are back now. We had some time to rest, and we are so happy. So let's roll right into the show like we normally like do, we guys. Like we normally do. Let's talk about what you're drinking. Tonight we're drinking a Bloody Peach Bellini. Yes. Which, I'm uh, not too happy about how this one turned out. Not one of our best cocktails. Yeah. Especially um, coming out, like, of season one out the gate. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, season, season two, two out the gate. Yeah. So in this is Campari Grenadine. Some, um, I pureed, like, fresh peach. Right. Which, it's not very peachy in flavor. It, it, it's very red, though. Yeah. The, the bloody is accurate. It's, yeah, yeah. And then topped with uh, Prosecco. It needs more Prosecco, maybe a little less Grenadine, a little less Compri. And a lot more something else. I don't know. It's missing something. It's missing too. something. Yeah. I mean, we're going to drink her because we don't waste alcohol. <laughs> not in this but, house. But... You know, we tried something new. We're mm-hmm. always going to come to you guys the rest of season two with more fun, uh, seasonal, and festive cocktails. Yeah, we will. All right. Well, let's hop right into this week's show let's get with into it. Category, category is. is. First category is hiatus recap. <laughs> let's just fill you guys in on what we've been doing and, yes. you know, where we've been over the past three weeks. Well, I haven't been doing much of anything, to be quite <laughs> honest. Um, just kind of hanging out with family and friends. Uh as some of you may know, at, towards the end of season one, one of my sisters uh, delivered my niece. And then my other sister, uh, we did her baby shower uh, last weekend. And mm-hmm. that was a big to-do. You know, um, it was just a beautiful event. It was nicely, you know, beautifully decorated. A large event. Um, you know, she's still with child. The child is coming soon. Very soon. So that's kind of just been like my uh-huh. break. It's just like hanging with friends, family, watching a lot of TV. Um, a lot. Like I watched <laughs> that show, um, Styling Hollywood. Oh, on Netflix? On Netflix oh, okay. with that black gay couple. And yeah. I guess like one's like an interior designer and one is a... Um, fashion designer it's mm. very like it's very like black uh nate burkis and jeremiah and, brand yeah um them fashions though. Mm. i don't know yeah I, the show was we'll, we'll talk about this later because okay. it actually relates to our realist segment but i just want to say that i did support the show the show was a little contrived and boring i don't know i just it was lacking something for me but mm-hmm. i'm not going to sit here and rag on black gay men and their netflix special um, i mean tens for them I guess. Did they get picked up for a season two, though? Oh, probably not. Okay. <clears throat> um, other than that, I just went to the movies a lot. Oh, what did you see? Anything good? <laughs> well, I saw that movie with that girl who, her name's Storm Reed. She was actually on the show um, with Adair and Jason styling Hollywood. Oh, I don't know. She's it's like this little, like, Blasian girl. She was in that movie, A Wrinkle in Time with Oprah. <laughs> and I absolutely <laughs> horrible movie. hated that movie. Yeah. So then she was in this movie with Daniel Oyelowo. Ole- Oh, and, not the one. Oh, my God. It was horrible. The, Don't let go. The, yeah. We're like... The, the niece um, passed away or got murdered or right. something. Right. And like he's like in the past, but mm-hmm. she's in the future and he's trying to stop it or Girl. something. I was just too crazy. It was like Taken meets something else a wrinkle in time <laughs> basically because it was all this time travel i'm like what the hell's happening like girl you know it was just like yeah. you know sherlock holmes meets mm-hmm. you know she the time is traveler. like she's like the knockoff zendaya to me 
I would say yeah. that's accurate. Is that going to be our new thing this year? Are we, are, are, are we going to retire? <laughs> are we going to retire uh, uh, Glenn Close? <laughs> we can't. We can't. Yeah. I mean, but Zendaya's a knockoff of who? I mean, any other biracial woman in Hollywood. Uh-uh, we're not going to do that. But. She ain't no Lisa Bonet. She ain't. No. But I saw that. I went and I saw Hustlers. Okay. Oh, no, ma'am. What? Is Jennifer Lopez going to get this Oscar? There's Oscar buzz. Bye. Um, you know. I do not know her. Oscar buzz? No, ma'am. It's like a sad state of affairs for the, for the arts. Because it's like, yeah. you know, how low have we fallen? I mean, Very. I must say, though, that this was a really good performance from J-Lo. <laughs> um, I, li- I loved her character more so than it than anything because I saw a lot of myself in her character. <laughs> um, you know, just a, a bad bitch with a bad, bad, with a bad body out here trying to scam folks. A bad body? My body is, uh, well, you know, uh, <laughs> two summers ago. Oh, child, you got that winter body. Two summers ago, I was snatched. But today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But it was just a really, it was, a, I liked the, ca- the character. Okay. She was fun. She had her, you know, her demons and her dark side. But, she was like an anti-hero. Right. But I must say that, you know, <laughs> and, the, and then Constance Wu was like the hero hero. I can't take her seriously either. J-Lo or Constance Wu or both either, of them? Both of them. I don't know. But to me, was it an Oscar-worthy performance? No. Was it one of her best performances? Ooh, I better say, than Gigli? Oh, child. Gigli is <laughs> like Rotten Tomatoes, like the worst film ever. I still say that her best performance in the film was uh-huh. Selena. See, that's what she should have won the Oscar for. Right. Because well, that was, I forget what year, but she killed it right. in that. After, Sel- then, mm-hmm. After Selena, I would say her next best film in terms of an acting performance is enough. No, I'll say Monster-in-Law. Oh, you know what? But or I Made think, in Manhattan. Made in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I, I think that I kind of, people discount comedies as like serious yeah, film. Yeah. I mean, but then again, enough was kind of a comedy. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, domestic violence is a serious thing, yeah. but it was a... It was kind of funny because that wig was horrible. Yeah. I think with Selena, I feel like, you know how they always say, like, you know, it's her time. It's her time. Selena was definitely her mm-hmm. time because that was, like, when the biopics were, like, not really popping. But, like, today. Right. If she did Selena's today, she'd get the Oscar tomorrow. Right. Because today, the everything's a biopic. And if you singing in the biopic, oh, just oh. throw that Oscar at you. Right. Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. Horrible. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, but that, but it goes back a while though. I mean, you have on um, Jimmy Fox for for Ray. Um, Ray. Um, you had um, Jennifer Hudson. Well, for, that's not a biopic. But, it wasn't a biopic, but it was singing. It was singing. It, it was usually yeah. inspired mm-hmm. on actual mm-hmm. you know people. Yeah. But I think that you know, Hustlers was really really good. I must okay. say that J Lo to be fifty. The body oh, is down. Yeah. I mean, she came out in this one scene, basically mm-hmm. wearing like dental floss with fringe. Oh, okay. and. All of the goodies mm-hmm. was out to see. Wow. And I was excited. Mm-hmm. She had me questioning myself. Girl, bye. We're not going there again. What? Anyway. But it was a What really, else you say? But it was an entertaining, fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really it. But you know, that's a lot for me to go to the movies okay. like two or three the, times yeah. in a year. Because there, there have been like a, a span of three years mm-hmm. where I just don't go to the movies. I cannot remember the last time I went to the theater. Right. I'll just wait for it to come on, like, HBO, because mm-hmm. I'm not paying. Right. Because I don't really like the people that 
are in the theater because mm-hmm. they always are like on their phone or they distract you some kind of way. And right. I'm just like, no one can be present and like put their phone down, stop their conversation mm-hmm. for like two hours. No, I won't go see films. I won't go see movies. And I know I'm being like well, extra, but that was pretty much my little break. And again, you know, wasn't Hustlers number one at the box office? It was. Oh, let me also just say this about mm-hmm. Hustlers before I get off my hiatus recap. Okay. Um, Cardi B played Cardi B. <laughs> she played herself. She played herself. Mm-hmm. With the ochres. No. And, and the nail clacking and the talking like she does. I mean, mm-hmm. it was really like watching she her. She's going to get a BET award, though. She will. But it was really like watching her on Instagram Live. Or on, uh, yeah, yeah. And it, she was in the movie on for Love all of like 3.5 minutes. Really? Um, who I actually thought did really, really well was Kiki Palmer. Oh, okay. And you know, I really don't really like Lauren. Akila in the B. Well, but she got her new um, gig on Good Morning America. I saw. I'm proud of her. She's hour. really talented, and she's a gorgeous girl. But it's just I, I like don't. All her tattoos. She. I don't. I don't even know she had tattoos. Oh, she got this nasty tattoo. Oh, yeah. But she was pretty good in the movie. But she had more of a role because she's an actual actor. Mm-hmm. Lizzo was in the movie, uh, and so was her flute. And that's when I was like ready to get up and walk out. And I'm not gonna be Melissa. Her name's Melissa. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. I know that Azealia Banks attacked Lizzo and called her a millennial mammy a few weeks back. Yeah. And I think Azealia had some valid points, but she's just always... She took it like three steps too far. far. And I think I agree with her on like that first tweet because Mm -hmm. I don't find Lizzo talented. Mm -hmm. I do not like her song. Congrats on her number one single, Truth Hurts. It's like a two-year-old song. So that's another thing too because... Billboard, they change the rules. The streaming's changed all the, game. the time. Like streaming, I'm not even going to talk about that today mm-hmm. because anyway. But but yeah, I, to me, I think that the movie was really contrived because it was like you know, Ocean's Eight in the strip club. That's pretty much what it was. And like, or what was the one they had with all the women stealing the jewels? It was horrible. That was Ocean's Eight. I thought that was Ocean's 13. Oh, no, you're right. What, Rihanna? 14, yeah. I don't know. I can't keep up. But, like, they they clearly typecasted. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, you're going to be our Asian girl. You're going to be our Latina girl. You're going to be our black girl. You're going to be our big girl. girl. (laughs) You're going to be our... Even, I mean, Trace Lissette, who is an Mm -hmm. actress that I absolutely love. She Mm -hmm. was on Transparent. She's been a lot of other things. She's Mm -hmm. been in um, David Makes Man on OWN. She was in the movie. She played Tracy. See these Lizzo names. played Liz. Liz. Come on now. Um, but I thought that Trace did an amazing performance, but she's actually an actor, unlike Lizzo. Lizzo was just basically twerking and playing the flute. And I was like, she's the flute is a crutch, sis. Like, why did you even bring the flute into the If she the movie? played that flute the way she sang, then I'm sorry. She is a hot ass mess. That's cute. So how was your hiatus? My hiatus was okay. I spent most of it. I had a nasty sinus infection. Mm-hmm. So I'm still like a little bit congested. Mm-hmm. So I was getting, getting over that. So this past um, Saturday was um, kind of like an early birthday present to my boyfriend. His birthday is in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And so um, we got tickets to Hamilton on Saturday. Okay. And so we went to the matinee. And I also went to Hamilton. Thank you. Oh, yeah, thanks for <laughs> running me the ticket, buddy. Yes, sis. But, yeah, and um, everyone's going to probably not have the same opinion mm-hmm. that I do. And it's a little too early for I said what I said. It's, but a, it's an, an insanely un- unpopular opinion. Very. So, I did not like Hamilton. What? I... How? Blasphemy. No. 
So to give them, you know, I think that Hamilton was, the actors were amazing. The singing was amazing. The choreography, very well done. I love the staging of it. The costumes were great. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me personally, Mm -hmm. I think the journey, like getting there was what killed it for me. Because for Hamilton or for you, like you, what the journey getting where of me getting in that seat? Oh, got it, got it. Got <laughs> on it. Saturday, because Hamilton premiered in like 2015, yes. and at the time it was groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Love the race blind casting. Love you know the introduction of rap and hip hop into a musical, right? And the entire musical is all sung and rap like it to move the story forward there's yeah. no speaking whatsoever maybe a little bit but um that was like groundbreaking mm-hmm. in 2015 and then remember back in the day we'd be at work well we worked obviously at yeah <laughs> we would try but we're in philly new york's not far it's not far we would enter like the daily the lottery, daily lottery trying, to get, trying to get tickets and we were like okay they announced the tickets at like what like four mm-hmm. and then i was like okay that's enough time to like hop on the train we had it mapped out. <laughs> like map plan all the way out and so that was like in 2015 and mm-hmm. then they went on they went on tour and how is like philadelphia like mm-hmm. not one of the first cities that gets the tour slot they were going to like des moines iowa and like they're gonna go to those middle America places because again, people in Philly, if you want to see it, you just go up the turnpike two hours and right boom. or get on the Amtrak, right? And then, but then even that, so like the Kimmel Center here, which is like our our theater organization, mm-hmm. they announced like two years ago that Hamilton's coming to Philly. So if you want like first dibs in the tickets, then you have to subscribe to the next right. season of the um, Broadway series that they have. And then, so I did that, and then. You had to wait like another year to buy the tickets Mm -hmm. and then you buy the tickets, but then you're buying them for the next year. So I bought tickets in 2018 for Hamilton, like, you know, currently here in Philadelphia right right now. And so it took so long. I forgot that I had bought the tickets and that's why I ended up with two sets because I forgot that I bought them. They sent another email to say Hamilton tickets are on sale. And then they had like all these people like waiting in line at the theater, like sleeping mm-hmm. outside and camping out. And then, so I buy like another set of tickets online. And then the first set I bought in 2018 comes in the mail. And I was like, what is this? Right. <laughs> and so I, that's how I ended up with two sets of tickets. But anyway, I get there and it was just like all of this, all of that for this. Right, like the years and years. years. Like at least countless two and a half years, yeah, trying to get the to see this. Yeah. You know? And I mean and it was good. It was good. Like I'm not taking anything away from the show itself. The, the hype. The hype behind it. I was like, mm, okay. Like really? You know, I don't like and to then, stand in line for nothing. Yeah. But I stood in line and was happy for years. Because <laughs> I'm again I've been wanting to see mm-hmm. I, I think also our approaches are different because I at one point in time, I had a job where I was driving all over mm-hmm. the Northeast yeah. every day. And I got that's when I kind of got into podcasting mm-hmm. because I got tired of listening to the radio. So, yeah. And I remember at that time, the Hamilton soundtrack was on yeah. Spotify. And mm-hmm. I would listen to that thing because it was a good three hours. And that got me from like okay. point A to point B. Mm-hmm. 
but I, I know the music like the back of my hand. I didn't listen to anything before. So it was really hard for me when mm-hmm. I went to go see this show to not sing mm-hmm. and, you know, disturb the other. Oh, you were that person? Yeah. I was, I was, uh, I was, I was actually, I was trying not to be, but well, I did sing on a okay. few of my favorite songs, mm-hmm. like Satisfied. Okay. And others. Okay. But the biggest thing I think for me was that you can tell that it was written for Lynn manuel Miranda's voice. Because mm-hmm. the guy they had playing uh, Hamilton, I don't know if he might have been the same person for you, because um, you know how they have like the matinee people, mm-hmm. and then they have he was like a light skin black guy or like medium skin with like the little afro. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So him. So his, I don't picture that voice coming out of him, because you know right. how Lynn's voice is like really high and like quirky and like it just you know it's kind of almost neurotic, but mm-hmm. like kind of weird, right? And like high pitch and look squeaky and just mm-hmm. you know all over the place. I couldn't picture like the guy who played Hamilton. I couldn't picture like that being his real voice, right? And so that's where it was another disconnect for me. Sure. Well, I think it's not going to be anything like the the cast that originated the, the it never musical, is. right? It right. never is going to be. That's mm-hmm. why they went all the they workshopped it. Mm-hmm. They won all the Tonys. It's never going to be that again. But mm-hmm. to me, there's still so much heart in the music. But also, what but Louis, he could have sang like half an octave lower. Costume. Well, the costume was kind of lackluster. A little bit, yeah. But I mean, the, the like, choreography and uh-huh. the sets. Yeah, with the circles. Brought it all together yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. And like you know, there were certain things that they did with like the, the you know the. Um, Winding back the hand of time. Yeah, just, yeah. That I just love staging. In okay. Place. But I, I did love Hamilton. I got I my life. Hated but it. One thing I will say that mm-hmm. to be a, a negative Nancy is that this is a hip hop musical. <laughs> like you said, groundbreaking. Yeah. I mean, this is like a real musical, not Carmen mm-hmm, the Hip Hop. Not Carmen the Hip Hop from Beyonce. You know, like, it, you know, he, he's won a Pulitzer. Yeah. It's, he's, it's, yeah. He's, I mean, he's got his coins. I, I couldn't help but feel like the theater was filled with um, a certain demographic of people. Yes. And I'll just that say that point. this demographic of people did not pick up on any of the rap no. references. You know, it, it's, it's referential yeah. to uh-huh. the hip hop movement. Yeah. And these people are there. Like I got every single, you know, hip hop reference and it's just over their head. Yeah, and I'm like, you, you really tell. don't understand yeah. what this means what to certain about. people yeah. and who created this art form. Mm-hmm. And don't even have access to come see it now. Right. Because them tickets are high. Mm-hmm. And y'all need to cut it. It's running here until what? November 17th? Right before Thanksgiving? So Is it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Get your Black Friday tickets. <laughs> it's also in Chicago for like yeah. forever. Because a lot of my friends are they're talking about flying to Chicago because the tickets are so much more available there. Right. And I guess flights to Chicago are cheap. Oh, are they? Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to go to Chicago. <laughs> All right, let's hop to the next category, child. Category is Desperate Inmates. Ooh. Felicity Huffman, who played one of them housewives on... Desperate Housewives? Desperate Housewives, yeah. Okay. Um, Why do I always get her confused with Kira Sedgwick? They do not look anything alike. They do to me. They do? I don't know. Mm. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. But. All right. So Felicity Huffman, who got caught up in the whole um, SAT college scandal mm-hmm. with um, Lori Laughlin and... Yes. Full house chick. Yeah. And all of them, um, like the, the rich, you know, elite mm-hmm. Hollywood set. So she's the first celebrity or first person to get sentenced. 
okay. for you know her part in this whole scandal. She paid what like fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars for like the proctor to you know alter her child's SAT scores, and then there's a whole other thing we talked about in season one. She wrote an apology letter saying how ashamed she was. We better be ashamed behind bars. <laughs> well, she will be behind bars for a total of fourteen days. Mm. Frustrated. She was sentenced to 14 days. She'll probably serve, what, three? If that. Yeah. And it'll be like a country club type. And it is. Prison. Yeah, it's one of those, like, like... Those rehab places. Yeah, it's like those, um, like, low minimum security. Mm-hmm. Like, they have Martha yoga. Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> they got, like, hot yoga classes. Right. <laughs> it's like, girl... I think they also have, like, a frappuccino machine or, like, a latte machine or something wow. like that. And it's just a mess. And so, yeah, people are saying that, you know, the sentencing was unfair because did you see about that homeless woman? Yeah, the I black saw a woman? meme going around. Yeah. I just didn't have time to fact check it. Okay. Um, but there was something like, had a the image of Felicity Huffman and saying how whiteness gets mm-hmm. women privilege, privilege gets mm-hmm. her off and her wealth. And there was this, I guess, I know she was homeless, but a black woman who yeah. used so a different address. She used like her friend's address or and something. And was sentenced to five so years her, in prison. Yeah, so her child could go to a certain school. And she got like, uh, it's either four or five years. I don't know exactly. That's still insane. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I mean, that shouldn't, she should not have had to be put in a position to do that. Now, what Felicity Huffman did was much different. She undermined a exam that is meant to level the playing field. Mm-hmm. And again, it don't level the playing field because exams are inherently racist as well. Well. Well, they can be. Okay. They can be. Okay. So she'll also have to serve one year of probation, pay a $30,000 fine. That's nothing for her. Well, Desperate Housewives was a long time ago. But I guess she was on... um, It was a syndicated show. They had... I mean, she's getting royalties. She was also on, what, American Crime? She was on American Crime. Yeah, so she's getting that ABC check. And she was in that that Ava DuVernay. She was? Yeah, she was a prosecutor. In 13? Not in 13. Oh. That's the documentary. The one about the, uh, the Central Park Five. Um, Ooh. When They See Us. Ooh, no man. Yeah, she played the racist prosecutor. And she was in that Netflix movie with Angela Bassett called Otherhood. Otherhood. Yeah. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> and who else was in that? What's her name? Some other woman. I don't yeah. know. She won the Oscar, though. Did she? Yeah. Hmm. She's one with all the famous uh, siblings. Arquette? Yeah, Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette. Ooh. Yeah. So anyway... Felicity says she is deeply ashamed that she got caught, basically. That's all. Pretty much. I mean, ashamed, but you're still okay. Like, it's happening on a wrist. She said, there are no excuses or justifications for my actions, period. But then John Legend had to get on Twitter talking about how um, people shouldn't be upset that she got a light sentence. Why not? Well... The, the wealthy people mm-hmm. that she runs circles with mm-hmm. are already on to their next scheme. Speaking of on to the next, on your hiatus, did you see this show, this MTV show called Ghosted? No. Oh. I don't watch MTV anymore. I just can't. But they have this new show called Ghosted. Okay. Which is from the makers of Catfish. So the premise of the show, it stars... Wait, hold on. Does Catfish have like a black girl that goes around with Neve instead of the guy with the uh, silver hair, gray hair? I don't know. Because I was watching Catfish, and it's like a new, like, co-host. But I'm sorry. That was just a It might be part. Ghosted. That might be Ghosted. Yeah. Because it's, um... I, well, I just saw Neve, so I assumed it was Catfish. Who's Neve? He's the host of Catfish. The dark hair guy. Yes. Okay, no, this is, the, this is something else. Okay. 
So it stars um damn I just lost her name. Wait, it's a scripted series? No, so it's it's like catfish. It's like one of those like run up on you with the cameras like mm-hmm. reality shows. Mm-hmm. So it has Rachel Lindsay from she was the black bachelorette. Okay. Remember her with the gap teeth? Oh wait, yes I do. Which, mm-hmm. Girl, you need to get some Invisalign or some Smile Direct Club. They just went public with wow. their IPO. But um so it has her and then somebody else who's like a musician or something. Okay. And the premise of the show is that if you've ever been ghosted by anyone in your life, they will find that person who ghosted you, confront them. <laughs> you have like a face-to-face encounter with them and they have to explain to you why they ghosted you. Okay. So that's interesting. Because mm-hmm. um, there's, like, there's a psychology behind ghosting people. I feel like there should be a benchmark on what this show is considering ghosted. Okay. Have, <laughs> have you ever ghosted anyone? I don't believe in ghosting, but I'll get into that in a second. All right. But the question was, uh-huh. have you ever ghosted someone? I do not. I don't believe in ghosting. And so But the I question do... was, yes or no? Did you ever ghost someone? Not whether or not you believe in it. No, I don't believe in it, so I don't do it. Okay, okay. So I'm mature enough that if I'm not feeling you, if it's just not going to happen, if it's not going to work out, I'll tell you. So I guess technically I have ghosted people, mm-hmm. but I don't consider it ghosting. Why so, not? So this is the scenario. Uh-huh. It, this happened maybe on like two or three occasions. Okay. Where you meet someone on one of these dating apps, mm-hmm. you go on a first date. Mm-hmm. The first date is no bueno. Mm-hmm. At the end of the date... Do you I, smash or not? No. No, okay. No, absolutely not. You don't like, you're not into them. You don't like them. I mean, I mean, that's just, I mean, that's not, that's how I operate. Girl, other okay. people might have other standards, mm-hmm. but I'm Keep here on a real. date. I don't really like, you know, not that you don't look like your picture, but it's like more of an energy or right, a vibe. Right. It's just, just not, not the right it's fit. Not gonna work. It's not going to work yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. You're a nice person, but like, you know, usually my first dates are always something that's like short that can be expanded. No, I hate those. Um, because it's a lot of commitment to go to a dinner on the first date with someone you've but never if met. You're meeting me for like some froyo. No, mm-mm. I like those. A coffee date good. is like you're not investing the time anyway, so it's like you're not serious about it. But it's just, but how can I be serious about someone I've never met? It's just a screener. And then, <laughs> and then after the screener, you can then go. There's, the, there's the, no. the space held for you to do no, something, uh-uh. but it's, you have to have that screening process. No, because if you're like, I got 25 minutes. No, especially in Ding. dating today no. in this whole digital world. But uh-huh. so what had happened to me was I would go on a first date with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time it would always be drinks because I was like, give them two hours, like happy hour drinks, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the date, there was no kiss. There was like. You kiss on the first date? Ooh. Yes. <laughs> you nasty. Girl, bye. And you just asked, but you over here talking about did I smash? See, go away. <laughs> you don't have to kiss to smash. Oh my god, a mess. Well, like there, there was no kiss, there was no hug, there was no flirtation, no spark, no energy. Uh-huh. Right. So that's I had. You know, there was no. Hey, we should do this again, or we should meet. There's soon. no like planning Plan- of the next right. encounter. Okay. So then, like the date will end. Uh-huh. I will go about my business in my life, and then because they got my phone number, okay, they'll message me and be like, "Hey, what's up." And then I just don't respond. See, that's a problem. And I guess technically <clears throat> that is ghosting. Uh-huh. But it's just like, I, I, not everything needs to be said. But 
There's nonverbal communication. There's body language. But and there's also read, silence. Silence is a response. But you can't read someone's body language over a text message. No, but I'm talking about at the date. But if I leave a date, I'm clearly not feeling you. I don't make plans to see you later. There's nothing Then you physical. need to say that. But the, why? Why does it need to be said? It's, it, what's understood need not be said. But people don't comprehend on the same level as you, or they don't mm-hmm. read the cues. Mm-hmm. They could be like, oh my God, he was just so nervous. Or I was so nervous that I didn't plan the next date or I didn't, you know, kind of lock down the and next encounter. It's, it's my responsibility so, to mitigate that person's feelings. Because, I mean, that's just... No, I'm saying you need to communicate your feelings. Clearly. Because, yeah, because if you are... if someone, I feel like that can come off being very, like, hurtful. I mean... No, because I... And the type of person I am, I would prefer that honesty than you... You know, having your read receipts on, I can see that you read my message or stringing me along for days and mm-hmm. not responding. And then that leaves you wondering and questioning. Right. Sometimes you do need that closure. But what like, does look, the conversation look like? Because, for example, hey, I've had that conversation with people where, like, uh-huh. I'll, I'll say to them, I'll be like, listen, you're older than my mom. Like, it's, it's, it's not going to work for me. What Thank you. you. Or but, I'll say, like, you'll, just, just like when there's certain things that are not personal to someone's personality or who they are as an individual, things that they can't control... You know, then I'll, I will communicate that. Be like, look, you live five states away. It's not going to work. You're you're, you're you're too old for me. You're too young for me. It's not going to work. Like those but things. But you just said you'll just not respond. But no, no. I'll say that to someone. But if it's like I don't really just like their personality, I'm not going to. That's fine. Say it. Say, hey, I had, so a, I had a good time or I had. I didn't have a good time. Well, obviously not. Well, the restaurant was good the other night. I enjoy the advertisers. However, it's not going to work out between you and I, or I don't feel a connection. Mm-hmm. I wish you the best in whatever you're searching for. Done. Block that number and move on. Now, with Ghosted, it's when there's people who they just don't respond. And that leaves the other person kind of questioning or wondering. Well, do they not respond after one like, date or what? is it after like months? It's after like a... A certain amount of time it's not it's usually not a one date like you know situation it's like we were dating mm-hmm. and then you just fell off the face of the earth wow and but then they had like this one guy who because it's not just relationships on this show hmm. it's like friendships so this one guy he like ghosted his friend like so it was a guy who was um gay or queer and then he had a, a female friend mm-hmm. and he just like fell off the face of her, stopped communicating with her, and she did not know why. And so she contacts the show to find out why. They they confront him, and it's a little bit shady because but how do you ghost someone in 2019? Because we have we have such an internet footprint. Yeah, I'm gonna hunt you down. They, that's how they find you. I want to find you. So the show because it's like these people clearly are not good at internet searches. It's like glorified stalking in a way because on the show they like find this person's social media. They find like. There, where they checked in at on mm-hmm. Facebook and like all I'm the pulling stuff. your easy pass receipts. You ain't doing that. And so I have connections. <clears throat> they will like kind of show up at Chipotle because mm-hmm. you checked in on Taco Tuesday and like confront you like right there. And so so this guy ghosted his friend and the reason he ghosted her, because she was like, Why we were friends, you know, like mm-hmm. like what happened? So he was sleeping with that girl's boyfriend. <laughs> messy he didn't know how to Did tell he stop her sleeping with the boyfriend 
Uh, I, I didn't get that far. Mm. But I'm emotionally mature enough that I can tell you how I'm feeling. And it doesn't... I'm not responsible for your reaction right. to how I'm feeling. No. Like, if it's, not, if it's not a match, if, you know, your breath stank, or if I just don't feel like the energy that you're giving, then... I can say that. But do you tell them their breath stinks? No, I'll just say, I don't think it's going to be a match. Okay. For that. I'm emotionally mature as well. To mm. me, to me, some things can just fade to black. But I, don't I, like I, that I feel either. like if I go on a second date with you, uh-huh. like, because my thing is, is, you know what? What if we mutually ghost each other? Because I've been on first dates. That's a it thing didn't too. go well. Yeah. I never heard from them. They never heard they from never, me. Yeah. Clearly, we're on the same page. So, mm-hmm. why do we need to communicate about something that need not be communicated? But if someone is c- clearly communicating with you, hey, how was your day? Hey, do you want to get together again? Right. Hey, I enjoyed I enjoyed my time. So I never where want, are you at? People I, want to know I, where you're at. I don't ever at. want to leave people on. Right. So I will let them know, like, hey, you know, yeah. I don't really see it um, for, for, for us. us. So this is why I don't go. So we had either broken up or we were, like, on one of our mini breaks. I think we were on a break. Who, us? Yes. Oh, child. Anyway, we weren't together. I was. I went on a couple dates mm-hmm. with this guy. And we had, like, an amazing time. What's his name? I'm not telling you. Tell me off the air. Okay. We went, I believe it was like three dates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was like three dates. And so, um, like we went to dinner, we had like an activity date and we had like, uh, like another day. I forget what it was, but it was like, it was like good. Like a, it was like a little connection mm-hmm. and like we were texting like back and forth and like the communication was like on point mm-hmm. and like. Not really, like, any gaps or, like, anything. And then he fell off the face of the earth. I was, um, like, talking to one of my friends. And my friends are better with, like, the Google and, like, the, the like, Facebook kind of stalking and, like, mm-hmm. the, the social media stuff than I am. And so they were like, oh, well, what happened, you know, with, with, like, your date and how'd it go? And I was like, oh, well, I haven't heard from him in, right. like, X amount of days. And they are like, oh, well, that's odd. Like, you know, I thought you had a good time. And I was like, yeah, I thought so, too. Um, so one of my friends... My friend Kendra, she was like, well, what's his name? He had a very unique name. Okay. And so she put his name in Facebook or Google or somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not, I wasn't even like on Facebook at the time. I think I was like taking a break. And so she was like, um, uh, I don't know how to tell you this. I'm just going to send you this link. What was in the link? And so she sent me the link to his Facebook page. And... There was like all his friends were commenting. He they po- they were posting pictures. He was like in a hospital bed. Oh, see, it's like, called a hospital. On, a, like reading it, like all the comments and stuff. He took his own life, and he was on life support. And the reason I did not hear from him oh was gosh. because that he was happened on life support. Yeah, <gasps> and so. I didn't hear from him, so I'm thinking he just wasn't feeling me or, like, I don't know what was going on, and that was going on. Right. And, like, that happened. I was like, oh, okay, well, so that's just why I just would never ghost. Okay. I respect wow. it. I mean, I don't think I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very blunt. I'm pretty clear. No, you're not. That's, you're non-confrontational. I'm very, uh, wow. Say that again. I'm non-confrontational? In certain instances, Okay, because I, the, the number one adjective people use for me is combative. You are when you're provoked. But oh. if you if you're in a situation where you don't want to have a conversation, you won't. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get into our realness section this week. Realness is kind of things that are happening in mm-hmm. the world, but that Maurice and I can kind of 
open up and share our own experiences, mm-hmm. opinions, and beliefs, right. and get a little bit more personal, mm-hmm. so that you can get to know the real us. The real us. Realness. Mm-hmm. So this season's first realness topic is going to be addressing interracial marriage specifically but i guess we can talk can about dating or just interracial dating and relationships yeah, okay. okay but i i think for purposes of our conversation mm-hmm. we should talk about gay interracial dating as of late with lots of friends i've been having this recurring conversation or okay. discussion mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like i feel like things are aligning because now i'm seeing things in the media about it so mm-hmm. i'm not sure if the conversation and the collective consciousness consciousness is informing the media or is it Vice versa. Right. Like, is it like art takes life, a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. But basically, the conversation is is that uh, many of my friends who are black gay men feel as though that within the media, in the image that's projected um, of powerful, famous, wealthy, um, influential gay black men, Mm -hmm. is that they always... More often than not, this, not always, not but, always, not always, but right. more often than not, mm-hmm. are partnered with a white man. Okay. Not even like another man of color. Okay. But like specifically a white man. Okay. And then we started talking, and you know me, I like examples. <laughs> so receipts. Like receipts. Yeah. And they, we were really able to run down lists. Mm-hmm. Like Don Lemon, who is a you know yeah. CNN uh, anchor, anchor mm-hmm. is with. Um, his partner, who's mm-hmm. a white man. Mm-hmm. Who else is there? Um, Billy Porter. Billy Porter. As yes. a white. His, oh, you said a wife? White. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think he is the wife. Who's uh, Sorry. <laughs> oh. But, um, yeah, he has a white. Are they married? I believe they are. They are. They okay. are married. Uh, there's also... RuPaul Charles. RuPaul Charles mm-hmm. is with his husband. Uh, and they've been together for a long time. A long, long time. Yeah. Um, who is white and Australian. Mm-hmm. And we could talk about that nuance a little can bit they, later. Yeah, because because mm-hmm. okay. you know, we international hoes here, right. so we're going to give you all the layers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, there is um, oh Sean T. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that be having you jump around your living room <laughs> with your neighbors getting pissed at you. His husband's wife. He is, and he's mediocre at best. But you know, um, Karamo Brown from mm-hmm. Five um, Guys. No, that's the burger place. Um, <laughs> Queer Eye. Queer Eye. <laughs> He, his husband's wife. He's in all kinds of trouble lately, too. That's because he's trying to cozy up to uh, Sean Spicer. Well, they are on Dancing with the Stars together. Okay. Which they use the term stars very loosely. Um, And I'm, you know, I love Dancing with the Stars, but I'm Mm. not going to watch until Sean gets eliminated. (laughs) A mess. I just can't. There's also, I think we we discussed a couple other. Now, are we just talking about male couples i mean we can also talk about other couples i know robin roberts is a mm-hmm. black lesbian you know she's on the morning show gma gma wanda believe, sykes yes they both have white wives yeah wanda sykes has a french wife uh you know um i'm not as well versed with the lesbians i'm okay, sorry okay, okay. but i'm saying but like but i mean those are two ones that mm-hmm. i could kind of pull and yeah. throw into the conversation mm-hmm. but i know that there's just lots of white or there's lots of powerful influential black gay men mm-hmm. who it seems as though date white men or are married to white men however i still recognize the very real things that um are brought to the table within interracial relationships like um okay but again i was hard okay. pressed to find any couple mm-hmm. that was a black male couple and showing the two black men 
can love one another. Jason and Adair from that show, Styling Hollywood, uh-huh. are the only ones I can think of. And their star well, is like... The only ones that I saw that I know of, mm-hmm. like black gay male couples, were like those Instagram thought couples. Like those are the only ones I can think of. Right. Like there was that... Remember that, that couple from the Kodak Yes. Commercial. And they adopted all those kids. Mm-hmm. They got all them kids and they always posting booty ass pictures right. right next to their kids' pictures. Right. And then there's like that dancing couple. Mm-hmm. Or one's a choreographer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know the ones. They be doing uh-huh. all the RuPaul's on um, Drag Race mm-hmm. choreography mm-hmm. before Tadra came on. Yeah, and then there's. Dates like men. Again, when it comes to interracial dating, I say this. They, whoever, you know, who, whoever you connect with, whoever you feel like mm-hmm. your soul and your spirit is aligned with, and you can do this journey called life together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I do believe that that person can come in any color, shape, or form, you know, as long as they're a man for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you were just talking about how J-Lo moved you, so... She moved me, anyway. but that but that was lust. That Girl, wasn't love. Keep going. There's a difference. Um, for me, but I do have a preference, and I'll say I prefer to date black men. I've been in three relationships, I've ne- and they've all been with black men. I've never dated, like, seriously, a white guy. Now, I will be very honest and transparent. You know, after we broke up, I was in law school and I kind of took some time to just work on me. And law mm-hmm. school is very stressful. Like you don't honestly even got time to date true tea. Well, but then just like, smash. It's easy. <laughs> just be a hoe. It's easier. Oh God. But that, you know, <laughs> it's not easier when you down to the clinic and all those Ooh, things. Child. I'm not, I'm not talking about me specifically. Oh, I I'm just saying, but that's always a concern. Mm. However, I think that, um, you know, I did take time to date in mm-hmm. my mid twenties. Mm-hmm. And I remember that, um, for the first time, got out there and started dating. You was just being a hoe. No, no, no. I was dating. Okay. I was really dating. I dated Korean men, Asian men. Um, that is Asian. That's I'm, Asian. I'm, in, I'm in Korean, Indian, French. Um, I never dated anyone from the continent of Africa. You know, all the continents like, of Africa. Oh, I did date somebody from Dubai. Ooh, he rich. Girl, you need to call him up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, but like I, I kind of I kind of explored and being out there. And for me, it was mm, just they were. they were nice guys. Uh-huh. Some of them it didn't uh materialize into a relationship because of certain things that I saw in them, but that wasn't because of their you race. You ghosted them. I didn't ghost them, but mm-hmm. like there was just certain things about them that I was like, eh, red flag, but that was mm. it wasn't be- because of their race. Okay. But what I'm saying is like I am open. Some people are not. Think well, that, you know. You can have preferences. Well, I don't. Mm-mm. Okay, you don't think so? No. Well, I, okay. Preference is, is racist. Preference is racist. I'll say this, but when you have a preference for your own, I don't believe that it is. It is in the when you say I'm only dating this because of X, Y, and Z. I feel like it's a, it's in the gay world. We're already oppressed enough mm-hmm. that I feel like we should be open to. Not anybody just to be open to anybody, right. but I don't think you can discriminate. And I, well, you can I come from, I but come you can from, be lonely as well. Right. I mean, my boyfriend is white. Mm-hmm. I'm, in, I'm in an interracial relationship. So it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't buy into the, mm-hmm. I can only date an ex, you know. But Someone they, of X race. But that's your experience. And I think specifically... No, it's not. I but think no, that our experiences are individual. I but think I, that... I think that it's very limiting. It's very racist. And it's very just not cool to say, like, I can only date X person. Can I only date 
someone I, with X amount of dollars cer- in the certain, bank. To a certain extent, I'll agree with is you. Is it you'll date anybody of that race? That's the thing. I'll date anybody of X race, but they could treat you like shit. They ain't got no money, no job, no X, Y, and Z. But just because they're that race, you're going to date them? Right. That's what I don't have. That's what I have a problem with. Right. And that's what I don't see for anybody. Because if that's... I have so many friends in my friend Octagon who have said to me, and even you've said things like kind of disparaging comments about me dating a white man. No, no, no. Okay, well. You have. Well, let's, let's be clear for even the people. Even on the podcast, Let's be have. clear for the people. I agree. I have girlfriends, and these, these are, these are um, heterosexual girlfriends, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they want black men, and they are highly educated, great jobs, bright, smart, same. bright, beautiful, mm-hmm. and they're holding out for this, and I'm like, sis, it's looking unlikely because all the ones you want are gay or already married. <laughs> but they have so many criteria. There's so many criteria. Nope, about, never married. No kids. Six foot three. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's like, girl, let's be real. We're but my thing age, is, is I know very well that what you think your life is look, going to look like mm-hmm. is oftentimes not what it turns out what to be. What it's going to turn out and to be. And I, like I said earlier, I do have a preference, but I'm not, you know, discarding or precluding mm-hmm. other possibilities because love can come in any shape or form. And mm-hmm. why would you block a blessing? Because you are so stuck on this one. Right. What I do have a problem with mm-hmm. is when it's someone who has a, it's not a preference, but they will, for example, like a white guy who will only date black men. But how is that different though? Because if a black person says, I'm only dating black people, that's not a problem. But if... Because it's, it's, it's familiar and it doesn't seem like it's ex- exploitative. But mm-hmm. again, I know, I know plenty of white guys who date only black guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that they are, are, are racist. I don't think that they have any ulterior motive. It's mm-hmm. just what they like, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, going to the the image of, of dating, I think that it is kind of, for me, I would like to see more notable black men dating and loving black men. But, but why, I think, but why does why? it matter? I think it matters because I think that you need to see in order for it to happen. And personally, no. there's this thing of like self-hate within our own community. Ooh. We're always, not self-hate per se, but like always looking for the next best thing or looking for mm-hmm. validation or looking to like, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, legitimize oneself. So they get a white man to legitimize himself? Essentially, yes. That's part no. of my argument. But I don't think these people, I don't know them personally, but I don't think I'm not talking they about- sought out a white man to legitimize themselves or well, it's Sakatadra, but to I'm not saying that either because you know I my family. So. I have that in my family. But, I have interracial relationships in my family. I don't think that individuals are doing it, but I'm talking about the um, the the effects of the imagery in the media. Fuck the imagery. I don't care what anyone else says. If that's my boyfriend, he happens to be white. That's right. you know, and that's fine. Karamo's husband. He happens it's to, to be, be white. white. And I don't think that people. Cause, but people always discount, oh, you married a white man, you you know, and they think less of you as a black person because the person that you love happens to be white. Have you thought that if, personally? No, because I don't give a fuck what people wow. say. But do you feel me. like people are trying to like discount? People do. Um, they make comments. You've made comments about my relationship before. No, I have. What? You have. Have I? You have. I'm joking. But there's truth in jest. There is. My ex mm-hmm. was not black. Right. He was an, another minority, mm-hmm. but he was not black. My current boyfriend 
is white. Right. The, now, two, you the like thing that they have in common is they're not American. Right. That's now, another thing. I could have a relationship with the white guy. Mm-hmm. I always had a preference for the non-American. For someone who's not American. Because um, American yeah. white guys are just a that's whole, a whole other different level thing. Of problem, of yeah, that's problematic. So I can agree with you there. But I do think that... Because your boyfriend's not American. He's not American, say, yeah. no. So it's a little bit different mm-hmm. in, in, in that. But I don't think that as as gay men, mm-hmm. I don't... I have a problem with people who say that, you know, you can't date him because he's white. Or I would never date him because he's white. Because we feel so much discrimination already. You can't... But you will also admit the gay community is very racist. Yeah. In many ways. Yeah. But I just... I, but I think that... This is what I'm... I, I, I'm not going to be with a black man just because he's black. No. People who don't... Who are, who are absolutely not open to interracial dating, it, it's that they're really limiting mm-hmm. their opportunity. Mm-hmm. But that's my belief. But I also respect right. that they believe what they believe, too. And I ain't got to deal with it over here. No, It's I, different things for different people. But it's, all, it's not just the gay community, though. It's also the black community. Because mm-hmm. when you look at even heterosexuals, anytime it's a black man who marries dates has kids with a white woman he sold out mm-hmm. he you know he's done how mm-hmm. can you do that to your mama black how can you date a white woman really yeah see i have a thing all way. the athletes I, I take it the other way because i just feel like a, a black man marrying a white woman has now just become just like commonplace or, or just like okay it's whatever but i feel like no, black still... men get specifically very upset when women pull a serena Right. You know what Look I'm saying? Look at Serena. She married a billionaire. They got kids. Um, okay, that's his most important uh, identifier. Fuck white. Billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> so, anytime, but anytime, I feel like anytime a black woman mm-hmm. dates, marries, has kids with a white man, it's more of that status. It's that acceptance. It's that legitimacy that you really? said before. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because it's like... Oh shit! You got you a white man, girl. Okay, really? you did that. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay, I have a totally different viewpoint. People only have issues if it's a black person with someone who is of a lighter tone, because you can have an interracial relationship if they're Hispanic, Dominican, mm-hmm. you know, um, South American, right. parts of Africa, Middle Eastern. Right. Everyone's okay with it. Okay. But it's when they're lighter skin. When they're more fair, when they're, you know, Caucasian descent, then that's when the problem comes in. You know, in my time of um, trying to date, I wasn't, <laughs> but no, honestly, I will say I was trying. I was trying something but new. But you shouldn't have to try. That's the thing. But it should just naturally happen. It should naturally happen. But I was making concerted effort to try to, to date people. And that's why it didn't work. When trying, to, when out, when doing the interracial dating mm-hmm. thing, specifically with white guys, mm-hmm. white guys would basically say all but say well if i'm going to date a black guy i'm going to date a real black guy which to me is horribly offensive because i am a real black guy but what they they said that to your face um yeah when instead of ghosting me they should have instead of ghosting me they felt like they had to give me an explanation they're like well i never really dated interracial before and if i'm gonna go interracial i'd rather really go interracial and i'm like bitch like what the fuck do you mean yeah but i think because i don't have the classic Phenotype. Phenotype of yeah. a black man. Which I have. Right. Yeah. They, they will go for you all day, but they won't be checked for They won't That's check true. for me. They will, yeah. And that to me also, but then to me that kind of gets like my red flag off or fetishism, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. I think that, you know, 
what I'll also say, just to wrap this up yeah, in a nice little bow, sorry. with the celebrities, is that I noticed that a lot of the conversation that's happening on social media mm-hmm. and amongst my friend group mm-hmm. is, is that people are upset with Karamo. Yeah. People are upset with Don Lennon. People are upset with, I think, the more um, attractive okay. and the more um, mainstream or palatable Oh, Black right. gay man. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't think anyone is upset with Titus and um, Burgess. Andromeda. <laughs> I was about to say Andromeda. <laughs> you heard it coming out? Yes. No one's upset with Titus Burgess. He got who, a white husband? He's the white husband. Really? You know what? No one's upset with Billy Porter as much. Well, no. You know, because these are two femme men mm-hmm. who are not the, you know, knockoff Tyson Beckford, if you will. So no, they're not. Desi- probably got a white so man I think too. a lot of this goes to. Ooh, <laughs> Sis. <laughs> Sorry. It's so true. But I think a lot of it also goes to people's personal desires mm-hmm. in as it relates to attractiveness mm-hmm. and what we hold that to be. Right. Okay, that was a really deep realness. It was. But I it think was. it was an awesome conversation that need to be had. It do- yeah, it definitely needs to be had. It's time for I, I said what, what I, I said. My I said what I said for this week is that we were on hiatus when school started. And I hate school. Back to school okay. time, I should say, because you know I work out in the suburbs now, okay. and now it's like all these fucking school buses mm-hmm. on the way to work, and then they stop, and it just takes so much, so long for like the kids to like fucking get on the bus, and then they do this thing where they like stand and like they wave to their parents, and the parents <sighs> are like at the bus. I'm like, if you don't sit your ass down, because I'm trying to get to work, mm-hmm. I'm gonna run your little ass over. And so, anyway, on social media, it was blowing up, like, right after we took our hiatus. And, because it was back to school time, like, most schools up here, they wait till, like, after Labor Day mm-hmm. to start school. And so, anyway, people were posting, like, all these um, pictures of their kids, like, on their first day of school. But then they were doing, like, a before pic and an after pic. Right. And I hated that shit. Before and after of what? It was like before they went to school and then how they came home. Yeah, I saw that. I think that they're fake. <sighs> exactly. Okay, because exactly. let me tell you, it's back to school time. Mama just went down to the former mills or wherever <laughs> and bought you a whole bunch of new back to school clothes. Down and you know damn well uh-huh. you could not come back with them brand new clothes messed, messed up. up. Them shoes dirty, your shirt all wrinkled. First of all, they would have them little, especially it was more so the little girls. Because they would have, like, the little girl... Hair bone. Got, you know, she got, like, 24 inches of hair <laughs> weaving her head. She got, like, her, you know, it's, like, bump on the end. Like, her hair is looking nice. Her clothes all together, like, her outfit is is popping. And they got her pose in, like, this model pose, mm-hmm. holding her, like, her school bag. And she got, like, she's too well-dressed to be going to, like, kindergarten. Right. And then when she comes back... Like, after the first day, her hair is all fucked up. She's just disheveled. Like, all her tracks are out. Like, Why is she have tracks <laughs> in kindergarten? They, you seen the pics. Like, she got the struggle ponytail oh, left in. And then all of her clothes are wrinkled. I was like, mm, there is no way in hell your shirt is that wrinkled and you wore it the entire day. I think it's just like a, it's, it's, I think it's all like social media. It's all just fake. Yeah, it's fake. It's fake. It's just contrived. And there's no fucking way you can come back looking that dirty mm. on the first day of school. No, ma'am. I would be down at that fucking school. Child, and as quiet as it's kept up here, because mm-hmm. I have first day of school 
age nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. The first day you is a half day. It. Yeah. So what did you do <laughs> in a smooth three, three hours? hours that you was at the school? I'm calling fucking DSS on all of y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> like, what are y'all doing to my kid Mm-mm-mm. in three fucking hours? Right. It's a hot ass mess. And they were post. They were blowing up on social media. Mm. And that's why I hate social media. Because I'm like, why would you take the time to like take photos of your kid looking like this when you're not at the fucking school you with your PTA sad calf on? Huh? Are you at the PTA meeting, sis? Child, I ain't going to that. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, how, oh, what did you say at the school with the bonnet? Yeah, with your bonnet on. Raising hell. Because my kid came back home looking a fucking mess. Right. I'm done. I'm good. I, I can't. And I said what I said. Cool. My I said what I said for the week is also seasonal somewhat. I'm over pre-fall. Hmm? Pre-fall What's is that? like fall before fall gets here. It's still very much like summer. resort wear? Not resort wear. I don't like think cruise. fashion. Like, like cruise. cruise. Okay. Kind of. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But we're talking like pre-fall in the marketplace. Okay. So it's, you know, August. Well, like currently it's September, September. <laughs> but back in August, uh-huh. every, at least, you know, every old Rite Aid or old drugstore has been turned mm-hmm. into a spirit for the Halloween. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I love Halloween. And I do believe that people should start curating and researching their costumes now. However, oh, sometimes if you want to yeah. be little, you know, pop culture referential, you kind of mm-hmm. have to you like, have to wait. wait. Yeah. But it is time to start getting the Halloween costumes mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's just... Like, the pumpkin spice latte was out in August. Yeah, like um, the 27th. The girls are already at the apple farms picking apples <laughs> and pumpkins in 95-degree weather. Right. And I think that we have this idea of what the seasons are supposed to be. And don't get me wrong. I love autumn. I love the crisp air. I love just... I love sweaters. Like, let things come when they come. And I'm just over everyone being so pressed to drink their pumpkin spice. Mm-mm. And it's just too much for me. It's just like, it's still very, very hot. Today was a hot ass day. It was really hot. And like, this week, the there's one day that's going to be like 90. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, you know, fall's not a season anymore. It's a smooth two weeks. Better yeah. hurry up. Yeah. But that's just what I'm saying. I know that mm-hmm. everyone is over summer. Yeah. Summer wasn't that... I thought we had a nice summer this year. It, it was wasn't cute. oppressively hot. No, it wasn't. It was like a really nice summer. Yeah, like, yeah. But let her ride out. Mm-hmm. And then... Start doing your seasonal things when the time, when time is, is right. right. But yeah. it's, it's, it, you're a little pressed, sis. Yeah. like So pump the brakes. They're already playing All I Want for Christmas is You in the store. Oh, well, that's just ridiculous. And I'm like, it is not November 1st yet. You cannot right. be doing that today. A mess. Well, I'm over fall, and she hasn't even <laughs> arrived yet. And she probably won't. She'll get here late, and she'll only Basically. stay for uh, half the party. Pretty much. And I said what I said. Okay. And now it's time for tens, 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 tens across, across the board. board. This week, my tens goes to a African gay man. Oh. And his name is Albert Nabonabo. Is he on 90 Day Fiance? Stop. Okay. Oh. I started watching that. I know I'm late. <laughs> we'll talk later. Yes. But um, he is a, he's from Rwanda. Mm. And he is a famous gospel singer in that country. Praise the Lord. Um, Rwanda is like Central Africa. If you didn't see Rwanda Hotel with... um. What's his name? I didn't see that. Okay, well, anyway. <laughs> uh, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Yes, I said Ramonda Hotel. You did. I'm at, it's the end of the podcast. Yeah. I am <laughs> with my words. But anyway, Mr. Nabonabo came out as gay um, on a Christian YouTube page. Ooh, like, and he's a famous Christian singer. Now, if 
many people might know that in sub-Saharan Africa, uh-huh. many of the countries have outlawed yes. homosexuality is actually a crime punishable by death. And that's re- really problematic because it's a human rights concern and issue. Um, Rwanda does not have laws where being gay is illegal per se. However, it is still culturally and socially right. highly, highly unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And to do so is almost like, you know, uh, you know, a, d- a death wish. I don't want to say that, but it's just, it's, I mean, you are ostracized. Yeah. You know, you are um, like a leper within the culture there. But Mr. Nabonabo, um is a gay singer. He's a gospel singer. So now you also have the the um, the layer of the of religious faith involved mm-hmm. here, and that complex that, that complicates things mm-hmm. for him. In addition to his culture and his country, but I think that a lot of people on you know black gay men in America might be able to identify or relate. But he mm-hmm. said he felt the need. He felt compelled to come out so that he could live a normal life. Right. But since doing so, mm-hmm. all his friends have. Like, stop talking to him really? and banished him. Oh. Yeah, and they don't even want their names published because they don't even want to be associated with him. Oh. And, like, it's just been really, really tough for him um, in this process. And I think that every gay man has his own coming out story, his own process. And I think that it takes a lot of courage to do so and to live and walk in your truth. And um, I wish that, you know, all the countries in the continent of Africa would you know progress with time but i understand that things are different but i just want to give my tens to mr nabonabo for you know his what? act of courage and for for moving things forward it's small things like this mm-hmm. you know marsha p johnson never thought that she'd be marsha p johnson it's just it's just living in your truth mm-hmm. and that's how that's how you change the world but you know what he's gonna be okay he's gonna be okay because god got him okay yes yes absolutely uh... Tens for you, Albert. Tens. Albert. Albert. Albert, yes. yes. God, honey. My tens this week is going to one of my favorite Canadians, Alex Trebek. Yes. So, Jeopardy is like one of my favorite shows. I love I Jeopardy. I love Jeopardy. And so, you know, Alex Trebek was, um, I think we announced like last season yeah. that he was going to take out like a hiatus from Jeopardy because he had stage four pancreatic, pancreatic. cancer, which, you know, that took out our auntie. Aretha. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, girl. Yes. And so, Alex Trebek, he's 79 years old. He returned to Jeopardy taping on last week. I was upset because you know I love Mr. Trebek. And I said, he's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. He's going to be fine. You were like, girl, I don't know. <laughs> and I just want to say. that took Patrick Swayze too, guys. He, he is here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of assurance they got over at Jeopardy. It's called wealth. <laughs> That's true. Because pancreatic cancer has like a 9% survival rate. Mm-hmm. And Alex said, I'm going to make it a true daily double. <laughs> and I am going to wager everything on this treatment, honey. And he came back last week. His, I, um, I'm guessing it's a wig. Because mm. he came back with a full head of hair. Wow, a mess. <laughs> he, had, he got more hair now than he had when he left. So I'm like, mm, okay, Alex. But... Alex looking good. He looking healthy. Mm-hmm. It's the 36th season of Jeopardy. And he's doing it. He's here. He is thriving. And I'm so happy that he's back. Catch Jeopardy weeknights. Up here is at 7. 7 o'clock. In the south, it's at 7.30. Okay. Yeah. Did they switch um, 
Will of Fortune. Will of Fortune. Yeah. America's game. That's uh, okay. Uh, Vanna White is from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, so is don't she? give her too much. Okay. Yes. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up our first show of, of season, season two. two. Thanks so much for being there throughout all of season one. We'll see, see you, you next week. week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com.